exciting episode of Inside the Grounds Pod. As always, my name is Mateo, and I am here with my goodest of friends, Andrew. Andrew, how you doing today? Um, you know, great. I, I feel like I could dance that entire intro, because I heard it for once. <laughs> you heard it? <laughs> heard the entire thing. That 100% means it will not end up in the final cut. Probably not. I don't know why it happened. I I was expecting it to start and then to fade into just beepy boops, and then it didn't. Well, what'd you think of the intro? Good? I mean, not it's, good? It's the same as we always have. <laughs> well, yeah, but you actually heard it for once, so. I did. So it just takes me back to when we started. <laughs> what? Two years ago? Year and a half? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. It's been a while. It's and a while. you know what? We still have other jobs, which means not successful. Then you know what? You got to start somewhere. You got to keep grinding. Who uh, wait? Who was it that? I don't know. Some billboard out there that talks about failure. <laughs> I don't know, but we're on the grind set. We're going through this. Did you just say we're on the grind set? We're on the grind set. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you not like that one either? I'm gonna make a list of words that you're not allowed to say. <laughs> if you say them, you owe me a dollar. You know That's what? A swear jar. <laughs> we are not doing a swear jar on this show. Well, no, it's just for Mateo's words, not a swear jar. Just like when you say grind set or thought cage. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. I thought I had freedom. I don't know what country you think you live in. <laughs> America. We should probably get on with the show. Yeah, we should. All right, cool. Thank you for the quick sidebar. Right back, back to the regular, <laughs> regular scheduled podcast. All right, friends. Uh, we're going to run down through... Games from last weekend, I believe it was at this point. Yep, because we have yeah. a weird split winter break weekends. Yeah, sorry about that, friends. We we uh, we had looked at the schedule, and we were going to put out a pod earlier. However, when we first looked at this upcoming schedule for the games, uh, we saw that there were games every single day of the week. <laughs> and so we decided, we, you know what, we're just going to wait out through that week, and then when everything's done, we'll come on back. And then we realized we didn't know how to read numbers and dates <laughs> and the games that we thought were happening every single day were actually seven days later than what we had planned. So we uh, had to Here makeshift this real quick and are filming in daylight for once, which is a little weird. We are. It's daytime. There's a yeah. light coming through our windows. There's yeah, a sleepy our... dog behind you. There is a sleepy dog. We have a little toasty behind me. She's so cute. Oh, she had her, she had a vet visit. Yesterday, oh, vet said she was colors. great. Vet said not to change a thing. <laughs> and we got home and Toast immediately told her mother that the vet said to give her two more breakfasts and one and an extra <laughs> dinner. Just for being such a good girl. Yeah. Um, the vet did not say that. The vet said, don't change a thing. She is perfectly weighted. <laughs> she has great muscle tone, apparently. And um, they gave her a piece of cheese for the vaccines that she needed to distract her for the three vaccines. And let me tell you, before that first one was done being injected, she had finished the cheese. So then we just had to hold her down for two more. Oh, geez. Why didn't they split the cheese into pieces? Um, I don't think they realize how fast of an eater she is. Oh. Is she like food aggressive? Or she just likes to eat quickly? She loves food. Like She's not aggressive. That's fair. But very, very high drive for food. Oh, big stretch. Oh, big stretch. (laughs) 
Okay, right. back to our. <laughs> <laughs> We're really good at this. Second, second sidebar that's taken us for five minutes off of the track. Um, do we want to start with the big news of the Premier League, uh, or do we want to wait for the team? I mean, I feel like now that we've said, should we start with the big news? <clears throat> and then said, so we should wait. We should wait. Oh, we're going to wait for the big news. Okay, we will wait. Yeah, because that is going to be here. Yeah, but a little spoiler. There's some big news in the Premier League. We can't say what it is, but if you follow any Premier League news at all, you already know what it is. Yeah, you already know. I almost just gave it away. All right, and we're going to start with some fun facts. Do you <laughs> mind? Can I, can I take the floor? Go ahead. So it turns out these teams actually care about financial fa- fair play for once. Uh, first time ever that these clubs care about this. We're going to compare some money real quick because, you know, we like money. Last January, the Premier League clubs spent 780 million pounds on transfers. Do you know how much they have spent this January? I mean, considering you led with the teams are actually caring about financial fair play, I'm going to guess it's... hmm, more around like a hundred. Thirty-four point six million pounds. They Did went from seven hundred and eighty to thirty-four point six. Did you happen to look up who were the spenders of that seven hundred million or whatever? Um, I did not. These are fun facts via I believe it's Sky Sports. Okay. Yeah, I'd be and interested I, to know like, Yeah, it was Sky Sports and this was as of Three days ago, which would have been the 24th of January. Hmm. All right. Yeah, because I know a lot of teams right now are like, oh, yeah, we're not going to sign anybody or, oh, we're trying to sell players. But it's so interesting that it's, I mean, it's not that interesting, like considering what's happened with Everton, what's happening with Forest, and what can potentially be happening with like City, Chelsea, whoever else. It's like, I get it, but it's very interesting that now it's like limited. Right. And then, I mean, there's clubs like Newcastle who are so worried about financial fair play that they're like, we have to sell our players. Oh, yeah. They offered up, I think you, you were saying Almiron. Yeah. Um, they were trying to offer up Trippier. I think even Callum Wilson right now is offered up to clubs for like 15, oh, If someone could get Wilson for the rest of the season. He's dynamite. Oh, I think any of the top six or seven clubs should try to get him. He's good. I mean, uh, it, like I know you. I mean, United could use someone, but they've already said that they're not going to do anything because of financial fair play. Because we've been on the friggin' financial fair play like ropes for the last like two years. Yeah, I mean, apparently everyone has besides City. <laughs> Such a joke. Well, I mean, I'm still excited that we got City's CEO. Oh yeah, we. I guess we could do that now. We're talking about fun facts and news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'll go on that fun fact. Um, for those who don't know, the who's I can't remember his full name. But I think something Barada from Man City literally jumped ship. <laughs> ah, that's funny because they have a ship on their jerseys. <laughs> Good job. I'm proud of I was you. Off the cuff. I didn't mean to do that. Um, he literally jumped ship and is now at United. He was hired by Ineos to be the new CEO there. And... People think it is because of the 115 charges the city have pending. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it probably is. Guy's probably going to be out of a job. Their spending I mean, I, is 
going to be severely decreased. Um, I don't yeah, I believe the second division has um, <laughs> or the allowances for the amount that they spend. No, I don't think they do. And I think even Barada was quoted saying like they know what they did kind of thing. Oh, everyone knows what they did. I think UEFA, they doubled down on the statement that oh, City yeah, broke did. financial fair play. Yep, I saw that as well. Yes, yeah, like it's it's just mind-boggling that they're still where they are. But you're happy about your signing by your club? I mean, anything we can do to improve our like internal management is an absolute win in my opinion. Even Ineos coming in and only buying like 25% is still good because they're going to be in charge of like all football operations. And apparently they're even looking at um already like it's they've literally only been part for like about a month. They're already looking at somewhere to build a new training facility oh that's exciting very also i'm gonna need you to speak a bit louder no okay thank you (laughs) so those are my fun facts uh you gave your fun facts we have any other fun facts before we get started with these games this should not be a long episode we've already dragged this out (laughs) (laughs) 10 minutes i mean we did five minutes of nothing um Actually, this is a fun fact that's like not really like super related to us right now because we're not talking about either of these teams, but I had to bring it up. Did you know that Bruno Fernandez has a better goals and assists per game than Kevin De Bruyne does? By a lot. Well, does how many of those are penalty kicks? It doesn't matter how many are penalty kicks. They do matter because those, it doesn't. Because didn't was it what two years ago? I mean, it wasn't. He doesn't take all their penalties anymore. But there was that one year where he took like I don't know, fifteen. Yeah, and he made like fifteen penalties. I mean, even if you subtract fifteen, it's still more. I'm just saying. Allegedly. Well, fuck you. <laughs> also, you know, Kevin De Bruyne is more concerned about wins than his individual stats. I know, right? He's silky smooth and getting the wins, so it doesn't really matter. But anyways, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna run over it really quick, just for fun. Okay. Um, 589 games for KDB. 128 goals, 114 assists. Um, 514 games for Fernandez, 158 goals, 127 assists. Like, it's kind of wild, like, when you think about it, because we know how exceptional Kevin De Bruyne is, and he gets... People talk about him like he's he's got a silver spoon and silver everything, and then Bruno Fernandez is just kind of like fucking... People talk shit on him all the time. (laughs) People talk shit on him because he deserves it because he's a whiny baby. He is a whiny baby. But good friend of Sometimes. the pod, so. <laughs> yeah, apparently every player is a good friend of this pod. They you are. Know who's really a great friend of this pod? The YMCA team. <laughs> We're not talking about them. They are not on the docket for today. We do not touch, we do not cover FA Cup, okay? I, we I are told you. Premier League only. I no told you that they played back the first time you called them YMCA every game now that they play Everton. <laughs> It's fuel for them to win. YMCA, you guys still suck. You guys still have to be designated by red team and blue team when you play. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to start wheezing. Let's start with the first game while I mute myself. All right, Arsenal, five. Crystal Palace, nil. I have a fun fact for this match already. Roy Hodgson's first match in management came in 1976. Question for you. Was this before or after Arteta was born? First game was in 1976. Correct. Before. It, Arteta's not that old, is he? This, Roy, You're correct. Roy Hodgson's, Roy Hodgson's <laughs> first match in management came six years before Arteta was born. 
So Jesus. like five, five and something before Arteta was conceived. Like this is ridiculous stats. He's been in this shit for a long time. He's too old, man. He looks. We so have other nice. coaches out here retiring because they're like, I'm tired. And Roy Hodgson's like, I can't feel anything anymore. <laughs> he looks so nice, though. I like watch. I was like, when the game started on the sideline, I was like, he's got to be the nicest, like, grandpa. You'd think so, but I don't know if his players feel that way. I bet you his players think he's a great grandfather. <laughs> the man's got to retire. They got to get someone else in here. This match, overall, Arsenal just taking care of business. Did you know Crystal Palace have only ever won once at Arsenal? Which is a really bad fact for that team. I mean, yeah, that's not a great fact. You could have said, did you know that Arsenal has only lost to Crystal Palace once? And then it could have been a good fact for Arsenal. No, well, I didn't say it was a fun fact. I just said it was a fact. Yeah, true. I did not know that. That's kind of abysmal. How many times have they played each other? I didn't look that up. I can look it up. Ready? 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 All right. Go ahead and look it up. Um, Gabrielle opened the scoring in the 10th minute with a header from a corner kick. It was honestly a great pass into the box. Great use of his noggin. And from that moment on, Arsenal just never looked back. 37th minute, another goal from a corner. I think Crystal Palace just forgot to practice their set pieces this week and how to defend any of them. I believe this one was actually accredited as an own goal, if I'm if I'm correct. If the... Um, assistant that we have could fact check me on that i'd really appreciate it and you know just send me a message i don't need to i don't need to fact check you it was um it was ruling own goal it came off the back of dean henderson's head you're not the assistant i am the assistant if toast could fact check me i'd really appreciate (laughs) it i was like who else is here um there i I have quickly their head-to-head facts they've played 30 games against each other arsenal has 18 wins and palace has four that's not good. In all their history. <laughs> no, it's not great. Look, Crystal Palace, they are a bottom of the table club. They have the third least goals for this season. The yeah. only teams who have less goals for are Sheffield and Burnley, who are the two of the bottom three teams right now. We are not close behind them. We're close behind We're not talking them. about you. This isn't about you. Know, but this, is, this, this is what happens with United fans. Somehow they always try to tie it back to themselves. This isn't about you. It's all about me. Whether it's good things or bad things, United tries to find their way in. I literally am half of this podcast. I can find my way in this this thing anywhere I want. You are officially a third of the podcast because we have an, we have an assistant. <laughs> we do not. Toast is the assistant. Toast is just being cute and showing us. There we go. Hey, buddy. Sorry, everyone. We just took a moment to stare at my dog. See, this is a good clip. We can show everyone toast. This is an amazing clip. I'm just going to stand like this the rest of the, rest of the pod. You should just be back on the couch with your mic in your hand, just cuddling with toast. If if this was a long enough uh, mic, I would definitely do that. But it is not. So, Crystal Palace. Right. Tangent aside. Are they going to find themselves in a relegation battle? Yes. I think so. Would you like to expand or no? I mean, they just haven't had it. They've been on like a run of poor form in all aspects. Like last year they did semi-good. Because, I mean, they actually, last year they were doing terrible. And then Hodgson came in and he bumped them up to like, I think, above mid-table. Maybe mid-table, somewhere around there. 
And this season, it's just it hasn't been sticking. They haven't been putting together consistent performances. Um, this game against Arsenal, they just look. Um, to put it to quote our friend Conte, <laughs> there was there was no passion. There was no there was no fire. Um, there's Arsenal scored once, and the the Palace sales were just burned to shreds. They couldn't do anything anymore. I mean, they lost their best player from last season to this season in Zaha. They did. He was their biggest attacking threat, and now he where does he? Yeah, and he was so fast, and they loved doing the counterattack last season. They can't really do that without him, without a speedster. No, no, that's true. I wonder if he still does his pregame Red Bull as he walks onto the field. You know, I really hope so. (laughs) But one thing I is I know Arsenal won five zero. But they are still having trouble finding the back of the net. They Here scored they five times. What I are know, you talking about? They had twenty-seven or twenty-one shots and only put seven on frame. And they scored five 30%. of those seven. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But it's thirty percent. They they're still not shooting as well as they should be, even if they did score five times. Okay, but now they have forty-two goals on the season. Well, that's great. That's more than that almost still, everyone. They're still having trouble like getting shots on target. Only four clubs have more goals I than they do. I don't care how many goals they have total. <laughs> I do. You just said they're having issues. We have, we have, we've literally been talking about this for the past like three weeks. <laughs> and they just fixed it in one game. It's the same way Newcastle <laughs> scored eight in one match, and all of a sudden their goals for look phenomenal. Yeah, well, you know what? Also, the commentators are like, oh, Arsenal's back in form. Arsenal's back in form. And I'm like... Were they ever really out of form? They just haven't been scoring as much. <laughs> um, you know, I agree with you, though. They definitely had some lack of firepower, we could say. But their defense has been amazing. Still They've been stopping all their opponents. They still had a great goal differential. They just don't have that one huge scoring threat each match. However, they're still finding ways to score. They're just spreading out the love. Yeah. Which can work for true. over a season when you're not too reliant on one guy. Yeah, I mean they have to find a way to do it somewhere. They can't rely they don't have one person to rely on. They don't have I mean, who was their top scorer last season? I think it was Martinelli. Is there a Martinelli sure. or Jesus? And Jesus is coming back from injury and he hasn't been scoring lately. Yeah, um, sometimes sometimes it can take a little while. Let me see who their number one guy was last year. Sometimes it does take a while. Um, I mean, there were still times in this game the Arsenal looked their old selves, shaky in defense, especially when Rhea had the ball sometimes. Oh, they had um, two guys in the top 10. Both the people we just said? Martinelli and Odegaard. Oh. oh. They both had 15. Oh, okay. So Odegaard isn't scoring like he used to. Yeah, I think Odegaard might be the problem. He's the entire issue. <laughs> just the one guy. We just said you can't rely too much on one guy. Him, it's great for the take team. Him out of the and then we just said he's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, tired. Yeah, Palace just looked tired. They just they as soon as as soon as Arsenal scored one, they they just kind of gave up. Everyone looked lazy. It was kind of it was boring to watch as a Palace fan. I mean, obviously you got pumped, but like still. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on this. They don't really have a lot of grit to them. I, however, don't really think over the rest of the season 
that they're going to be in a relegation battle only because they're currently five points clear of the 18th spot. Yeah, and as I soon think as you and Forrest are getting more wins. Yeah, but we're, we have one more penalty incoming. Potentially. Allegedly. Hopefully they won't dock you points. I just don't think Luton's going to be able to make up the five points. I mean, well, okay, if if Forrest get docked points, they're going to drop into relegation. If you guys get docked points, you're going to get dropped into relegation again. If either Forrest or Everton receive another deduction of points, <laughs> they're done for. They're done for. It doesn't matter which team, both teams, they're both going to get relegated at that point because I think Luton and Burnley could hold them off of that in that regard. I mean, you guys are right right now. You're only one point above Luton. Yeah, because of those sad. stupid 10 points. I know. It's kind of crazy. You guys would be up mid-table had that happened. We'd be in the uh, 12th spot otherwise. Yeah. I mean, potentially higher. Maybe you wouldn't have lost uh, like other games. Yeah, that's true. It's possible. But I, don't, I think Crystal Palace needs to be careful, but I don't necessarily at this moment think I can definitively say they're going to be in a relegation battle. I think they I think they will end up being in a battle. I think they will. Even if it's just for 18. That's fair. Do you have anything else about this match, these teams? No. Did you have Arsenal dropping out of the top 4? I cannot re- remember. Um Yes. Okay. I believe it was Villa Liverpool or Villa City Liverpool Tottenham, Tottenham. I think. Okay. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. Moving on to the next match. Brentford 3, Nottingham Forest 2. Ivan Tony is back. Man immediately scored. First match back from his 8-month suspension for gambling. I told you he'd come back, not miss a beat, because he didn't miss games for an injury. No, no, he missed them because he loves to put money down and And try to make more, even though he's already a professional footballer who's making so much money. Yeah, and he has, and he puts he bet against his own team. (laughs) Wasn't it like two hundred and sixty-five like counts of betting? It was a lot. It was triple digits. It was a lot. Yeah. Um. No, this game was fun as fuck. Yeah, no, this was an absolute scorgasm of a match. Which started quick and early, third minute, amazing shot, top of the box, Nottingham Forest opened things up. <laughs> That's another word you're not allowed to ever say again. <laughs> That's, there's a shirt we're going to make. I'm going to make It's going to have our logo on the front, and then it's going to say words Mateo can't read or can't say on it's the back. It's going to keep updating it every list. week. Yes, I'll have a heat printer, and I'll just keep like like ironing them on. <laughs> but that was such a good one. <laughs> it's just, I'm gonna need like a dictionary at some point. Three pages. Yeah, the stars. <laughs> yeah, to teach All right, you how 19th to use minute. words. Nineteenth <laughs> minute. We gotta talk about this free kick from Ivan Tony. Did you? We do. Watch the controversy. Yeah, of him moving it. Like I don't know. Like. He moved it twice, and he probably moved it a total of like I don't know, half a foot. Five, yeah, like six inches or so. Yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't a lot. 
No, especially and for the how much he was standing right behind him. If he would, if he had an issue, he would have been like, put the ball back. He didn't I move it forward. The, he just moved it sideways. <laughs> well, I don't know if the ref realized Tony moved it because Tony also moved the foam on the ground, marking where the ball was supposed to be. I thought the foam was just t- like touching the ball when he moved it. No, when you like watch the replay, when he moves the ball, he moves the foam with it, so that the foam arch is bigger for where the ball is supposed to be. Let's Friends, for this. all of you who don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Referees, professional referees, they have the spray foam canister on them. It can, it, They'll spray it on the ground to mark where the ball is supposed to be for a free kick. They'll also spray it on the ground to mark where the wall is supposed to line up and that okay, the defense will set up. All I'm saying is the referee is still standing right behind him. He can see where you, – if you look at the replay, you can see where he originally put foam down. The referee is standing right there. Like He clearly did Either way, give a shit. Even if the referee didn't know. It was six inches over, not even a foot. It was not a big deal. Nottingham Forest Do we talk had about the, the wall? worst wall <laughs> setup I've seen in a long time. I don't even know why they put a wall there. When you make a wall, the first guy is supposed to be covering near post. His shoulder should be outside of near post. Why? Mm-hmm. So that people can't just easily bend the ball around the wall like Ivan Tony did because that ball didn't even go a foot off the ground. It was maybe, what, no. a foot and a half, two feet? He, he just, like, he literally passed it into the back of the net. Yeah, because the wall wasn't set up, which is on the keeper, by the way, who was setting up the oh, wall. Yeah. And the keeper you, you saw the ball be... getting moved. Everyone did. Really it was atrocious. Did. But it was a good free kick. Look, all credit to Ivan Tony. He saw it, he took advantage, and he just Put, put the ball away. Did you hear his interview after the game? No. Well, whoever was interviewing him was like, in. I, I know he, the question he was asking was deeper than what Ivan Tony's answer was, but he was the, the question was basically like, in your darkest, whatever, did you did you see this moment again? Um, like I'm guessing the press person meant like playing, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. But Ivan Tony was like. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Like I, he's like, I manifested this. I woke up today and left my house, and I said, "We're gonna win, and I'm gonna score." Ivan Tony woke up and just goes, "I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence." <laughs> he, does, yeah, he is Ricky Bobby of football. Brentford, they are currently fourteenth on the table with twenty-two points, only one above Crystal Palace, who we just discussed might mm-hmm. be in a relegation battle. I think as long as Ivan Tony stays on Brentford. Brentford's fine the rest of the season. Yeah. And which I mean he's not going to move now. The window closes in 4 days and no one's going to cough up 100 million for him right now. Yeah, what is with this evaluation of no one's paying 100 million because it, 100 million for want, him especially when they can they get him for leave. free later. Yeah, I mean his contract's up in I think 18 months. But no one wants to let him leave, so they're going to just pipe his value into the sky. Yeah, but no one's paying that. So they're just going to no, lose out. He's not worth that much money. No, I could see him like 70 mil. That's no way. I I would say like 40. He, again, I think he's top he's five good. striker in the league. He's still good. I mean, he definitely was last season. I think he was number two for goals or number three. Third. Third. Yeah. Wasn't it solid? It was, it was um, Kane. Yeah. Kane was number two. Yeah. I mean, he he's good. He can score. I think... He, I think the whole gambling thing is something that drops his value because he's a, a risk. And I've, I think I've talked about this before. 
You have. I don't think he's. We we have player. disagreed on this in the past. We probably have. <laughs> like I don't think he's a big risk at this point, unless a new gambling um, issue comes up. I think. I mean, he's probably learned he, his lesson. I mean, if, we don't know. Maybe I mean, I would like to know: if, Did he bet on any games during his eight eight month suspension? Because <laughs> he's not playing anymore. True. I mean, technically, he could. I mean, he, probably not. Like, he probably was in like rehabilitation classes for like addiction. Oh right. Just like Sandro Tonali is. Yeah, like, I don't. I'm not paying hundred million for him, no, but like, absolutely not. I could see. I don't know. I think Arsenal would be a good spot for him. I wouldn't I mean, potentially advise yeah. him to pay that much, but if you can get him in, in the price range of sixty to seventy instead, and maybe draw out how long you have to pay that fee, I Only think that would be years. a great fit. Only five years now. I think it would be a great fit. I mean, it, I mean, it very well could be. He can score. He's only 26. He's young. He's not 30, which is kind of what you want. You probably want somewhere between 20 to 25, 6 is like a good like new signing. Yeah, and honestly, you of, keep him for like three or four years and then sell him off again. I mean, I'm sick of teams like panic signing players that are like 30 and over just because. Just because they need someone to fill a spot. Yeah, it's like, don't do that. Find someone young. Not a third year and over that you're gonna have to sub at halftime because they're tired. Also, no one wants to develop young guys. <laughs> they sh- they fucking should. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing if I have any other notes for this match. Um, I did note that it was almost 40 minutes between the second goal and the third goal of this match, and considering there were five overall goals scored, I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, but every goal was a freaking dynamite goal. Oh, they were so good. This, I'm even, telling you, the scorgasm. Oh my god, that's another dollar in the weird word jar. <laughs> Is that what we're calling no. it? The weird word jar. Yeah, we can find a different. We can find a a synonym for jar that starts with a W and call it the trip the www. <laughs> you know, if we could only had an assistant that could make graphics for us when we upload videos and things. And they could put up a weird word jar just like next to me. And I just like dip it in, <laughs> dip some money well, in there. But look at our assistant just sleeping. Sleeping what on the job she? always. What good is she? <sighs> She's just there for cuteness and cuddles. That's what, that's all she needs to be. Big cuddler. Um, no, even Chris Woods like glancing header that got, uh, I think it tied the game. Even that was good because the goalie was stone stale. He, could, he didn't even move. Ooh, when he deflected it, far post. Great job. Yeah. Yeah, the keeper was just like, hmm, what? And then, I mean, the right. last goal, Mope with that turnaround volley, oh. the concentration to be able to pull off something like that, I can only imagine how many Absolutely. hours he put into the training ground trying to get that perfect. Oh, all the time. The entire, Probably any time he was near goal and received it, like facing away, he's probably like, I'm going to do this. But I think these are two teams heading in different directions on the table. I think Burnford's going to go up a little bit. Nottingham Forest is either going to stay or go down, depending I mean, on. I still alle- have them going down. <laughs> depending on if the allegations come through or just from bad play, poor play. I poor play. I am very worried about Nottingham Forest. They are someone who they probably should have tried to make a move this January, but I don't know if they had the money for that either. Because apparently, no club has money because they're all losing it. Yeah, no, no club has money anymore because of, I think that the whole Everton thing is literally make making clubs like sweat. 
Except for yeah, Sydney I mean, players. Newcastle lost what seventy million last year alone. Yeah, and you can only lose a hundred or hundred and fifty mil over a three year period. I think it's a hundred over a three year period. I, yeah, I mean, it's somewhere between a hundred and hundred twenty. I can't remember exactly what it yeah. was. So you know, unless you have some offshore accounts, city, you're worried about your money. Probably Newcastle too, but they're just fucking it up. <laughs> but they're being open about their issues, which they is are right a, now a little weird. Yeah, a lot, it's very interesting to see a lot of managers coming out and be like, "Oh yeah, financial fair play. We can't sign anyone." At least, this I at least new. enjoy that reasoning though, of like telling oh, your yeah. fan base, "Hey, we can't sign anyone because we don't have the money because we are losing money." True. So, all right, next match. Unless you have any fun facts, I have a fun fact about the next one. Ooh, same. Maybe it's the same fun fact. I hope not. You say you're Sheffield two, West Ham two. What's your fun that's fact? Not, that's not a fun fact. That's a score. Well, I ha- you always start with a score. <laughs> we got to set the audience into the environment in which we are speaking. No, you fun fact. Okay, I'll go first. Fun fact: <laughs> of those with fifty plus Premier League goals. James Ward-Prowse is the only player in history to have at least half of them come via direct free kick or penalties. So he passed David Beckham? He is at 58.5%. Oh, shit. That's just for number of, like, percentage of your goals that come from free kicks. Yeah, but I mean, I'm pretty sure he was, like, just behind David Beckham with something around free kicks. Yeah, so I don't know if that, that, that was the stat he was catching up on Beckham, but... Almost 59% of his goals come from the set piece, which is incredible stat, like absolute master of his game. Oh, yeah, that's super nice. Um, mine is not that. Mine is a different fun fact. Um, mine is, and you can you can double check me on this at some point, but I'm pretty sure, as I read earlier this week, the penalty that Sheffield scored is the latest Premier League goal ever scored. It was was at, that like the 98th minute? 103rd. Oh, wow. I was way off. It was at 90 plus 13. Damn. Because of the two red cards and the like four VAR checks in extra time, they went to like 116 minutes or something. Or no, sorry, not 116, 90 plus 16. So like 106. Okay. It was wild. It was a long ass game. Ooh. Um, that's amazing. I, I have another fun fact. So, following this game, <laughs> do you know how many goals for Sheffield now have this season? I can just tell you real quick. They have 17. 17. <laughs> because of this match, 12% of their total goals this season came in this one match. That's bad. Two of their 17. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not bad. I mean, that's good. They're finally getting more than one goal a game or zero goals. So that is... No, they're, they're still less than a goal a game average. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're at like 0. 0.87, I think. So, I mean, they did well compared to their baseline for this match. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the They're on the front foot here. Honestly, though, I think if I was a West Ham fan, I would be very upset about this match. 
Oh, absolutely. If because I, was fan, I would be like you gave up the lead twice to literally the bottom of the table and you are fighting for European competition. I think you're what sixth right now on the table. Correct. You're six. You're five points behind Tottenham. So a little difficult to catch up, but you can still do it. But you're trying to fight off Brighton United behind you. And honestly, Chelsea's not that far behind either. You no, want that six spot for European competition. And at the end of the season, if you don't get it, you're going to look back at matches like this where you weren't able to beat the worst club in the Premier League and arguably one of the worst clubs in Premier League history. <laughs> Damn. All right. Salt I mean, at one point we were Jesus. discussing if Sheffield was going to have the record for quickest relegation. True. I think they already lost that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> the only thing they're doing well at is not being the quickest relegated team in history. Yeah, which is, you know, kind of, I guess, good for them. But they're they're still going to get relegated. <laughs> yeah, 100%. The only, thing that, the only way they wouldn't get relegated is if a third team gets a points deduction. I'm already counting Nottingham Forest and Everton getting another one in this specific conversation. I mean, here's... If... Yes. If Forest don't get a point deduction for this, Everton is going to flip their shit because they got a point deduction for the same thing already. Yeah. Now, if they get a second point deduction, you guys meaning Everton, that's to me that's insane. You know, it would be amazing to for me two small, two little charges, not even anything crazy. My favorite thing would be if City got so many points deductions tacked onto this season that they were the ones who get relegated. I mean, I'm pretty sure that because if if all the things that they were potentially talking about, City just get automatically kicked down like two leagues. What do you do the rest of the season? They don't play. They don't they like they does everyone, play the rest does of the everyone season. just get three points? <laughs> right. Every game you well, guys played against these guys, we're gonna reverse it and give you three points. Yeah no that's my question though. Like if let's I say I don't know, I'm gonna say Mid-February, right? City gets relegated immediately. The the league is like, look, you all have so many issues with financial fair play. You're not finishing your season out. We're taking away any titles you've won along the way. And the rest of your season is just canceled. My question is, do those teams that were supposed to play City the rest of season get Uh, an automatic three points? Yeah. Because then that's unfair to teams who have already played City once or twice. True. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess, I mean, you could just nullify the games and just give, you could just take the points, I mean, you could just take the points away from everyone, whether they won, lost, or draw. Just give them the three points? Well, no, like, just every game, so they've played 21 games so far, just scrap those points completely. So, like, if you if you beat City, those three points are gone, so everyone would lose like objectively the same amount of points because everyone that those points sucks, would just go though, away. Because some teams actually beat City. Why no? But then they're like effect like everyone's points would effectively like stay what they would be even if they didn't I know play City it, at all. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it would make it fair, but it would yeah, it would suck. Yeah, it would, it would absolutely suck. But we'll get to that another day, hopefully soon. Hopefully that's going to happen soon. Let's hope. Um, Ooh, I have another fun fact about this game. Why is it that like some of these worst clubs have the best fun facts? <laughs> I mean, I don't know why does why do Wolves have like the first team to ever score seven thousand league goals? <laughs> That's true. So or was Mick eight? Burney, yeah. who plays for Sheffield, mm-hmm. he has now scored in four straight Premier League matches. I think I saw that. 
four straight home Premier League matches to make sure I said that. I mean, that's good. That's good stuff for him. Hey, we love someone who's amazing in front of his home fans. We do. Even Give some hope to those guys. Because <laughs> yeah. you know what? Next season, they're going to be in the championship. <laughs> Back in the championship again. Um, apparently, Diaz, who scored for Sheffield, um, can't remember exactly where he's from. But he was like brought in specifically to score for them and like help basically help them get out of relegation. relegation. He did score, but in in like I think it was like the fifties, somewhere around the sixtieth minute, he had like a one on one chance with the goalie from the right side of like the six ish yard box. And this man decides to shoot it with his right foot, so it just curls completely like a like a cross. And he and he absolutely meant to shoot it. And I and all I have to do is say. Sir. Good sir. Some friendly Good friend. advice. Good friend You're of the a professional pot. footballer. Use your other foot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's never heard that one before. If he would have used his left foot, he would have it would have it would have been a goal. Like one hundred percent. And I guarantee you the outcome of that game would have been changed, but he would have scored one hundred percent if he would have used his left foot. Ooh, I'm looking at um Sheffield's next opponent. Sheffield has a chance to get out of the bottom spot. With a win. They're playing against Crystal Palace. Palace. They have I a mean, chance. If they played as well as they did against West Ham today, because, I mean, they didn't... I, honestly, neither teams played terribly. No, it was a good match. So if, if Sheffield like, can keep the consistency in their play going for more than, like, two games, then they could potentially beat Palace. Yeah. I have nothing Maybe. else about this match. Should we get to the next one? Uh, yes. As if we're Bournemouth. talking about this one that much. <laughs> no, but we do have big news for oh, this yeah, one. Oh, yeah, we do. Bournemouth, nil. Liverpool, four. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say a fun fun fact real quick about this match before we get to, like, the news. Okay. If I may. Yeah, I mean. Going into always. this match, the three players who started front three for Liverpool have had all already scored against Bournemouth this year. So they Jota, Nunez, and Diaz had all already scored against Bournemouth. Jota, Jota. No, the the announcers were saying Jota. I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) The freaking thing I was watching earlier said Jota, (laughs) but we that's how I was saying it. And then the announcers said Jota, and I was like, "What is happening?" It didn't Liverpool put out a video where they like said all of their players' names. They didn't send it to me. I'm pretty sure we sent it to each other. That didn't send it to me. Well, either way, yes. Him. Okay. So that was my fun fact. Um, Liverpool just took care of business in this match, as they should. I mean, as they were going to. We didn't think of anything else. Like, I didn't... Actually, hold on. I I kind of had a thought that Bournemouth might put up a little bit more of a fight because they've actually been on, like, a good run recently. And Dominic Solanke has been scoring a lot. But he did not. Well, I mean... They lost their last match, which was almost a month ago to Tottenham. Their last match? 3-1. to one. Their last Premier League match before this one oh, yeah. was December, December 31st. 31st. It's been a, I mean, that's because there's been so many freaking like FA Cups and League Cups. and It looks like they were hurt most by this break because they went 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. They won six matches, six of... Eight matches before this break? Yeah, they were totally a good form. 
Sometimes breaks aren't helpful for every team. No, sometimes breaks are not helpful for every team. Liverpool, top of the table. They have some weird injury stuff going on with Mo Salah. I don't know if you've heard about this drama yeah, between to, like, Liverpool and Egypt. To do to one question, do we know if Egypt made the next round of AFCON? Yes. They did, okay. Um, I mean, I think he didn't, he's in the injured for like a couple weeks or something. So he's going to be injured for a few weeks. I believe he can't, the earliest he would be able to return is February 11th in AFCON. But there was some drama because after he got injured, he came back to Liverpool to rehab at Liverpool and with the Liverpool facility and squad instead of staying with the Egyptian national team. What? Yeah. That That's weird. Yeah, he, he went back to his club to get proper rehab training instead of staying with the national squad, which is a whole thing. And like Klopp came out and said, we've been in talks with the national team. There's nothing sketchy going on over here. Um, apparently some Egyptian um, legend footballer was like, how dare Salah not stay with his team? I don't know. There's been a lot of weird things going on. Um, I thought it was weird he came back. That is weird. I think it's weird. Did you see how they qualified? Yeah, they have a 2-2 draw in every single match. <laughs> Three draws. That's so funny. Did you see that um, Ivory Coast fired their manager mid-tournament? Whoa. And they are hosting said tournament. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then they qualified <laughs> to make it through the group stage. AFCON oh, is yeah. undefeated. Oh, yeah, one, two qualifies, and then position three, the four best third-place teams. Well, yeah, then. dude, AFCON <laughs> has had some crazy stuff happening. <laughs> they have had some crazy stuff happening. But anyways, um, do you have anything else about this match? Um, Do-to-do, do-to-do, no. I'm pretty sure the, the next information I have is all based on the news. <laughs> Would you like to? Would you like to report it? I mean, I think you can report it. No, it's all, I'll all, you all up to you. I'm going to mute my mic. Goodbye. I don't know how much longer I can keep this silence up for because you muted your mic, so you have to actually do something. Okay. Um, well, groundskeepers. Jurgen Klopp is retiring from oh my managing <laughs> Liverpool after this. <laughs> Such a dick. Jurgen Klopp, the legend at Liverpool. In a statement video sent mm-hmm. out by Liverpool. Um, Jurgen announced that he is he's just tired. He's loved his time there, but he just doesn't have the energy for this job anymore. And I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. Liverpool plays so many games. This is essentially a year-round job because they also go on those long tours in the offseason. Yeah. The only time he really has off is during international breaks and he still does really just like the World (laughs) Cup and Euro Cup. Yeah. So he's an absolute legend. He's going to go down as one of the best managers. Oh, absolutely. um, Of all time. Oh, I mean, honestly, and he deserves it. I know obviously on this show, we like to give him a lot of shit. 
but he's a good friend of the pod, so you know <laughs> yeah. we have to. We do. I mean, it's just his like fucking antics when he's always like, "Oh, we have injured, we have players out, we have all these excuses for something." But yeah, no, he's an absolute treat. Yeah, and honestly, world. on yeah, and most managers complain about that stuff. It's it's just for, oh, yeah. he gets highlighted in the media for it because he loves to, that's because he loves to focus on it. Yeah, but I mean, his tactics are great. He has made Liverpool into a an annual contender for every single trophy possible for that club. Mm-hmm. He has one Premier League or one Champions League title, I believe. Yeah, one Premier League title as well. One Premier League title. Um, FA Cup, Club World. FA Cup. Cup. He's. I think he's won every Super trophy Cup. possible like with potentially Liverpool. He may be missing like one off trophy or something. Maybe like the Carabao Cup. Maybe. He's one. I was looking ones. at someone showed a graphic of his first starting eleven versus his most recent starting eleven. The first who's, starting eleven. Who's was the sad. only consistent? Everyone's like gone this season. Oh, even Salah Salah wasn't there? No, I don't think Salah was there for like his first starting his starting eleven. Oh, okay. Kind of crazy. I mean, no, he really he is a absolute living legend of the game i mean he won't be gone i think he said he wanted to take a year off however he said he would never coach for another english club oh i mean that um, makes sense. He, just, yeah. he said he had too much respect for liverpool he can't come back and uh, do another english club he did not say the same thing when he left dortmund hmm. so i don't believe so but you, you you guys are gonna have to like try to coax him out of retirement <laughs> he said he's gonna take a year off yeah, a year. But however, a, I have this is one of the information pieces I have is a journalist made a comment about how he came out of sabbat- his year sabbatical early to take the Liverpool job. There's he's also already linked to the German national team spot. That would be wild. Wait, they're already trying to wait. Who's is it? Still Flick? No, it's Nagelsmann. Oh yeah, Flick is gone because he didn't do well. Now it's Nagelsmann, and. Yeah, Nagelsmann hasn't even had like a real chance with this squad. Stop doing Nagelsmann dirty. I don't understand what the German like federation has against this guy. But also, here's the thing: these were just rumors. We don't know if this is true at all, and we know how football rumors are blown out of proportion. Is Nagelsmann German? I assume so. You can check that. Um, So the other the other part of that little thing I had. So yeah, the comment or the commentator. He's German. He is German. Okay. So yeah, the presser asked him if he, like, basically if there was anything that would change his mind about, A, retirement, because the reason they asked this portion was, apparently, Sir Alex Ferguson announced his retirement mid-season one year, and then they won the league, so he, so then he reversed it and kept going. So basically, I, I, I saw that, yeah. And then, yeah, Klopp, apparently Klopp was blown away. He had no idea that he, like, 180'd. So that's why they asked him if there would be anything that could change his mind and make him stay, um, like a league title or a champion or Europa League, starting in the Champions League. And he said, no, nothing, not a thing. Nothing's going to change this. And I'm like, okay, He's tired. stick to it. Um, but apparently, and I, I think I told, I mean, you, me, and Tom were having this conversation about, like, who could go take over next. And, like, the laundry list of, like, I think it was, like, nine people 
including yourself, yes. to take over. <laughs> I I'm announcing it first here on the pod. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> I will gladly accept the position of Liverpool manager. And I will gladly accept the position as your assistant to the assistant's assistant water boy. <laughs> I will see what strings I can pull for you. Lovely. Um, but yeah, everyone, people are speculating, obviously, because as soon as he announces retirement, people want to know who's going to come in. And I feel like they're going to know pretty quick. They're going to have this figured out within the next couple of months. March. Yeah. I think they'll, they'll know by March. They're yeah, going to take their time. Absolutely. They're... I think they're going to try to keep... But now they can. Yeah. There's no rush. They... They're not, they didn't fire him. It's not like they need to bring someone in. They don't need to put in an interim. They can just literally take their time and then just hire someone. Yeah, and they have lots of time because he didn't announce this in March or April. And he's, yeah, he gave no, him half absolutely. a year. Oh, yeah. he The rest of the season you've got until potentially June. Yes. I I personally think Deserby is going to be no. the next manager. Absolutely not. That's that's where my money's going to go. He's a really good manager. I, don't, I, uh, I, think, he, I think this would be like Graham Potter. I think it would I think it would just ruin him. But I think he's going to take it. I think he's the next guy up. I don't think he is. Who do you think is gonna, who do you, who is your early favorite? Javi Alonso. I don't think it'll be Alonso. There's there to me right now there's no one better. He's young, he's a smart, he's a genius. At coaching, look what he's do. Look what he's the only undefeated team in the world right now. In the world, every competition. Yeah, he's an Europe. amazing manager. Exactly. I don't, I don't agree with you. We're splitting hairs here. I think. Wouldn't you like him out of the Bundesliga? <laughs> no, I want him to stay in, except for Bayern. <laughs> he is not going to jump from Leverkusen to Bayern. It's in his contract oh, clause. Toast is so cute right now. <laughs> She's just having little puppy dreams. Can't wait to can't wait to snuggle with that little one. Oh, she's like, hey guys, you're making me shy. <laughs> but no, I want I want Alonzo to stay. He's not going to go to Bayern. He has a clause in his contract yeah, that he's to allowed to be released for any of his previous clubs. That's uh, true. He did go. He did play for Bayern. I forgot about that. He did, and he could stay in Germany. Yeah, but do you really think he would do that? He wouldn't be the first. I mean, it's he's only been with Bayern for or Bayer Leverkusen for what one season? Yeah, this is his first season. Okay, I could see it. <laughs> is she actually? Is she asleep? Her eyes have not opened. <laughs> oh, I mean, Jora would do wild things in his sleep sometimes. Like she's so cute, funny little. <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute she is cute i don't know really I, I still think it's gonna be alonzo i, I think, think alonzo would I make sense it, i don't think deserve makes sense i think it'll be like grandpa going to chelsea i think it'll be a big 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 pond little fish i know i, I mean the I, exact opposite of what it's supposed to be i don't think i'm not saying it would go great <laughs> if deserve went but they I'm want just something saying, that's gonna go great i don't want something that's gonna go great for liverpool i mean who was the other his... thing is, have you seen the contracts for the players? A lot of the big ones are only 18 months left. Oh, really? Yeah, which means next season, after next season, a lot of their contracts are up. So if they don't get the right coach, those guys could leave. Like, I think Van Dyke and Salah are both on that timeline. Hmm. 
I mean, if we look at, if I'm looking at this like picture I sent you and Tom, I say the only ones that make sense to me. Ooh, that would be cool. Javi Alonso. I mean, Nigelsmann could be very good, but he just started with Germany. Or, yeah, but if the German national team doesn't want him. True. Or Simeone. That would Ooh. be cool. Bring him over finally. Yeah, but he just signed a new contract, I'm pretty sure, with Atletico to like 26. Also, he's already a legend at his own cl- Like, why would he move? Literally his own club. <laughs> like, why would he move? I don't know. I mean, they, they, I don't know. Just because I think the challenge? He, sleepless I think nights? the list that you sent us, Alonzo and Deserbi make the most sense to also move for Liverpool. I th- See, and I think that if you looked at Brighton last season, I think that would make sense. But if you look at them this season, I just don't, they don't have the same... I mean, we'll talk about them in a minute. I say that they're not doing terribly. Should we just they're move seven. on then? <laughs> um, yeah, we really don't have anything else. We'll keep you everyone updated as we our inside sources give us information about who's going to be the next manager. Breaking news! Breaking news! <laughs> I mean, yeah, broke my heart. All right, Brighton nil, Wolves nil. <laughs> Another fun fact. Are you ready for this? <sighs> yeah, James Milner. Granddaddy Milner has the second most appearances in Premier League history. Isn't he like 40 now? Who cares? He <laughs> has appeared 633 times. The lot. current leader, a Mr. Gareth Barry. Gareth Barry. 650 Three. Milner is only 20 behind. I think Milner gets the record. Oh, absolutely. There's no way he's not going to. At this point, he's too close. He wouldn't. The only thing that stops him is injury. (laughs) (laughs) Or injury. (laughs) Uh, You know, you could say death is a form of an injury. (laughs) It's an absolute total return. (laughs) But uh, this makes me excited. You know how much I love Milner. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that like spoofy in their Twitter page is so funny? The, the Milner is boring Twitter page yes. or X page, whatever it is. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to the actual match. The future manager of Liverpool was unable to lead his current team Incorrect. past the Wolves. This was not a good showing for Brighton. This wasn't a good showing for either team. Wolves is such a weird team. They've been like doing, they they are, they are weird. They beat City and then they like lost a bunch. And I thought they were just going to start climbing. Yeah, we we both thought that. We were excited for their their future, their prospects, the potential they have there. But they don't and have it just PGM never right panned now. out. Um I do have good news and bad news for Brighton. What's what do you want first? Bad news. Oh, okay. So the bad news <laughs> You weren't is that, me to say that, were you? I no, I was. You always go bad news first. They have been shut out by their last two opponents. Okay. The good news, they've shut out their last two opponents. So they've had two draws in a row. Yes. (laughs) Or you could word it how I worded it with good news, bad news. Can I help you? She's so cute. She's like, hey, buddy, what are you doing over there? She's like, it's time for early dinner. She's like, uh, what is it? Dinner, lunch, no, lunch, supper, dinner. She wants all all of them. All the things from Lord of the Rings. Um, 
No, like when I didn't watch this game, so I went back to like just look at some of the highlights. I have never seen such a short highlight reel on NBC before. It was like sub eight. Minutes. <laughs> what was it like four minutes? It was like seven fifty. Was that mostly the introduction? Uh, yes. Bye, toast. And the highlight reel for the um, Sheffield game was eighteen minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. I was like, "What the heck?" I think that's the longest I've ever seen. But still, here's a, here's the thing I have. Did you look at the like passing stats for this game? I did not. Brighton had almost eight hundred passes. Wolves had three hundred and twelve. Okay, how but I don't did like Brighton the not do fact. more? I don't like you know, how, stats. but they clearly had the like they cl- not clearly you you could see like possession they had like sixty nine percent possession of the ball nice how, <laughs> pretty sure it was like sixty eight point seven but I, you know I rounded up you know what boy math we round up <laughs> how did they not do more they just they're definitely missing something from last season to this season not quite sure what it is. Mitoma is not there right now. No. And also Mitoma, but he's he been... injured and he got called up to Japan. Wait, he was injured and they called him up? Yes. Interesting. I think On he played. On the hope... He hasn't played in the oh, Asian Cup yet. Played? I thought he played one game. No, I just checked it before we recorded to like make sure. They called him up right after the ankle injury in hopes that he could make him back in case they go long enough into the tournament. Okay. But he hasn't played for them yet. Um, and one thing we know about Brighton, they don't actually have a lot of depth. <laughs> like, they make the most out of their players. They do. I mean, that, that I think I have like, this something I have listed because I'm like, the should we have concern for Brighton? I don't know. But Ooh, because, I had that same question I was going to ask you. So I, oh, we, can, we can answer it in full in a second. But my, my thought is going down from that was like so we know they lost players they they had they sold a couple of people last at the beginning of the season who haven't been doing great since they left the team right. um but they were so free flowing and back to front just like such a good team last season it just seems like they are they are not that same team i mean they're still decently high on the table it's not like they're doing terribly but it's like does Matoma make that much of a difference? Do the players they sold make that much of make make that much of a difference? Um, like what's his name? They went to Chelsea for 120 million. Does he? Caicedo. Was, yeah, was he actually that integral with Brighton? Even though he's not at Chelsea. I mean, there is always that question of is the sum of the whole greater than the mm. individual parts? Yeah, and maybe. Last season, everything clicked. Deserby knew so much about the squad that he was able to use them beyond their capabilities. Oh, yeah. Or did Brighton just have an unbelievable season and they were overachieving by too much? And now they're back to where they should be. Because I was also going to ask you that question of, are you concerned? And I am no longer concerned about Brighton. They are seventh. (laughs) I've no. just lowered my expectations for them. Yeah. I think that I think that as a I think Brighton supporters as a whole are probably they're probably sad considering. I mean, well, they're probably they're probably I don't want to they're not they're they're probably neutral. I feel like probably about their performances right now because again, they're not doing terribly. They're still 
top half of the table. I think are they are they in Europe right they're now? They're seventh. So they're they're just about in Europe. So say yeah, seventh place. Well, UEFA is going to have that weird thing next year where potentially five teams from England are going to make it. True. Um, but I, f- I feel like as a Brighton supporter watching last season, you maybe feel neutral about how they are right now because of where they are in the table, but I feel like you'd be expecting more. It was, it was As a fan, yes. We definitely talked I, about it multiple times about how they were so fun to watch, and they aren't right now. They're they're not fun. Again, I think I just I have lowered my expectations since the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And I'm no longer concerned. They're middle of the table. It's who they are. It's honestly who they were two years ago. Yeah. Last season was just an incredible run by them. I see, and I feel like this kind of happens too. Um they have like a the start of their season wasn't incredible, and then Potter left. And then they had the Zerbi come in, take over, and there's I feel like there's always like a quote unquote honeymoon period when a new manager comes in. Always. Now, now they didn't do great when he started. But then they started to do extremely well after Right. I think it took a couple matches, yeah, didn't it? Yeah. Like two ish. Yeah, two or three. And then they started doing extremely well. That I mean <laughs> just like you said earlier, we always find a way. That was like United and Ollie. I told you, somehow United always tries to put themselves in a conversation. No, I'm just perspective is what I'm trying to give you. He did, it, it did it's gonna the be same the title thing. of this episode. Perspective? No, somehow you, we talk about United. <laughs> no, I, again, I'm just trying to give you, pers- like, give our listeners perspective. Ollie came in after Mourinho left and led United to a third place finish somehow after they were doing absolutely terribly and then eventually got fired. Right. So yeah, honeymoon period in football is real. And I think maybe that was what Brighton was doing last season. But again, like we've said, we've already said multiple times, they're not doing terribly. They're just not the same. Yeah. And everyone just, you know, sometimes teams overachieve. Sometimes they sell the wrong players. Even if the players don't do as well at a different club, that doesn't mean that player wasn't important to Mm -hmm. the original team. I mean, we see it all the time. Honestly, when guys come into the Premier League, right, from... Bundesliga or where else mm-hmm. they don't do well no, we in Premier League and then so when they many. go back to their club all of a sudden they're integral again they're doing much better yeah very true I mean so to it, it was also interesting to hear two different reactions to this game so James Milder after the game was quoted saying that the spark wasn't there for Brighton this game and he's not wrong they may have possessed the ball to like city standards against the Wolves right but there wasn't there was not a spark that we have seen before wolves pedro neto was um quoted after as well and he said he was proud of their team for getting a draw expectations sir you are a, you are a team that has been had some like obviously some like roller coastery moments but you shouldn't be proud of a draw against brighton like you need to fuck you go go for it I wouldn't. I would. I mean, be, if anyone interviewed me and asked how I felt about a draw, I'd be like, "Not great." Maybe <laughs> because Brighton was like, the favorite, I don't like not winning. <laughs> and Brighton, as you said, they dominated the possession game. Maybe the Wolves manager, in his mind, he's like, "We deserve to lose, but we did it, so we'll take it." <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I. I didn't even. I don't remember looking at even like shot stats for this game. 
they actually they're pretty much even. Four yeah. and three on goal. They're literally even. Well, are you concerned about Brighton? We'll end on we'll end this pod on that question. Am I concerned about Brighton? Um The suspense is killing us. I know. I, I, I'm like, I don't know. I, I think that I. You can say yes or no in the current moment. I think I'm. I, I think I'm neutral on it. Like I'm not like. So it's a no. It's not a no. It's neutral. It's not no. It's not yes. I think if you'd be concerned, it's a yes. Otherwise, it's it's a no. You can be neutral. There's no neutral. You can be neutral. I can't believe you're going to end on that. Okay. Friends, we're done <laughs> I here. I think they're going to end up lower on the table than where they were last season. They're not going to make Europe again. Might be good for but them. But that's not because I'm concerned about them. It's because I think other teams are going to do better. A lot of teams have, have stepped up this season, which makes for a much more interesting overall season. It's funny because the teams behind them are United, Chelsea, and Newcastle. And any of those teams could make a run at any moment. Especially United. No, we actually cannot. <laughs> Especially Newcastle. We suck so bad. Okay. You know what? We will end on that. United sucks so bad. Friends, thank you for joining us for another episode of Inside the Grounds Pod. Uh, as always, my name is Mateo. I am joined by my goodest of friends, Andrew. And we will see you in a week or two, week and a half. Got to get through this next week of games every, every single day, day. Yeah. of the week, which is amazing. I love I love it because I get to watch every day. Yeah. But we'll, it, it doesn't we'll make for a good pod. Bye, friends. See ya.